This week's episode of Bonfire Side Chat is brought to you by Latchkey Kingdom, which is a webcomic by Nick Daniel. Check it out if you like uh, epic fantasy, uh, wonderment, enchantment, uh, and humor that is kind of inspired by video games. The art is great. The writing is great. It is really great. That is Latchkey. Whimsy. I think is the operative word. Whimsy. Leaning on the H. Whimsy Mm -hmm. with an extra H. Um, but what does have at least one H is the URL, which is latchkeykingdom.com. Check it out. Read it from beginning to end. It is fantastic. I had to check that real quick. Like, I was like, that doesn't have an H in it. Yep. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and for people listening, I have it right in front of me. So like, that was literally me forgetting to not forgetting how to read, but forgetting that I should read when I want to know how a word is spelled. <laughs> so well, to be fair, you, you go blind when you speak. Yes. Yeah. I can only do one sense at a time. <laughs> Speaking is a sense. Yep. A sense of voice, a sense of taste, taste my words and also taste Latchkey Kingdom. Yep. We'll tell you a little bit more about it into the episode. But once again, that is latchkeykingdom.com. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. And this week we are continuing our discussion of King's Field for the ancient city, where, where we talk real weird. <laughs> uh, yes, we do. Um, yeah, uh, so we're, we're uh, you know, the last two episodes will be a good guide for this. And we're just uh, going to hit the ground running and just kind of keep going. Yeah. Um, previously, we entered the city, ancient city proper and uh, cleared the evil from the forest folk and earth folk areas. And now we're turning our attention deeper into the city mm-hmm. where the expedition forces were last seen. Yes. For the water folk, the air folk. Yeah. The water yeah, folk. The heart, heart folk and the wood folk. <laughs> yeah. The metal folk, depending on <laughs> yeah. where you're at. The, the, the dust folk, the magnet yeah. folk. Yeah, yeah. What, what elemental spheres? We're on the elemental folk of salt. Yeah, no. um, the crash folk. Yeah, T- Tengu folk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tomahawk folk. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the, these areas are vaguely demarcated by the floor on the center tower, um, but uh, the tower segments are pretty, uh, pretty amorphous, right? It's a lot of corridors and stuff. Um, yeah. So we're going to be walking around a bit. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And and there's not too much to say about mm-hmm. a lot of this, this connecting tissue No. Um, when we're in the, the tower. One of the things I think I mentioned in, uh, in the last episode is that uh, you can see some Demon Souls shortcut structure in this. And most of that expresses itself through the tower. So there are like one-way doors and uh, gates that you can only open from one side. You'll run into those and it makes backtracking easier. Bridges you can drop. Yep. Yeah. Bridges are a big thing. Yeah. So. Specifically, yeah. you find these stones that let you drop bridges. That is what they do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there's one NPC down here um, who is kind of this scholar who's like, what the hell are you doing here? This isn't a place for humans. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah. There's no food here. Like, you're just in an empty room with one table. What? Yeah, where's your Xbox, bro? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Yeah, you don't have a you don't even have a computer. At, um, at least the last random dude we found was like here to fight specifically. Like he wanted to retire to Valhalla. So yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. This guy doesn't even have like exploding barrels surrounding him. He's just <laughs> he's just there. Yeah. Um he he's a weird a weird NPC. I thought this guy would be more lore significant than he is. Like right. he kind of drops a, a important nugget, but there's not much more you can get out of him. Yeah. What's the important nugget that the different areas are for different professions? <laughs> um I more that the the undead are cursed forest folk. Oh, okay. The undead yeah. you're running into are are you know, and which we we knew, yeah. But it, you know, we know that partly because of genre savviness and, mm-hmm. and such, yeah. So, you know, corrupting and all of that. Um, yeah. There's some you know little puzzles you have to do to get the yellow guidestone. Uh, lots of hidden walls. Uh, again, just make sure that you bump up against every wall. It's like Wolfenstein. Yep, Eventually, you'll find something. Yeah, doom yep. humping. Doom humping. <laughs> um, <laughs> to shoot that doom wad. Uh, the, um, yeah, but eventually you make your way to the uh, the engineer's quarters, mm-hmm. which actually is one of the few places that looks like a that looks like a dwelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has yeah. has cots and such. Yeah, has cots, has computers, Xboxes, and stuff. <laughs> uh, people live here. That's where um, Shane's Xbox went. Yeah, <laughs> did we mention the previous guy's name was Shane? <laughs> yeah, he's got one, Shane Floyd. He's <laughs> got a foreign um, name. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's uh, this area is uh, you run into a really useful merchant when you're here. Um, and this is the point you got in the notes. I'm glad you had this because this occurred to me, too, is where, uh, you know, money no longer matters. Like at this point, like you don't even really need to like I wanted a bottomless box because I just had so many just dumb weapons I didn't need anymore and ended up selling them just to make room. But I didn't need the money at this point. And uh, the important thing is he sells you a yellow wand. To go along with your yellow guidestone, giving you a, a four at this point, I think. Yeah, four bookmarks that you can uh, go back to. The game yep. just throws like equipment at you at such a rapid pace that I was changing armor. It's it felt like every room, and only a certain number of sets actually had a mechanical like benefit or you know significance. So mm-hmm. I just made notes of those, the ones I wanted to keep around. Then I sold everything else, which meant that you know. I was only limited by how far I got from a merchant for things like herbal liquids and such. But even right. that, you know, is just, you know, just use earth heal. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, I mean, and I, notes are pretty important. I, I had 99 herbs with me just because it's, uh, it's instant. And if I you know didn't have stanima, like mm-hmm. I could heal that way, but the, uh, it was no, you know, never a problem to, to buy them. Um, that's one of the things about the, the equipment kind of uh, line in this game is that I don't want it to be more even I don't want better equipment in the beginning because the first you know couple hours where you're really underpowered or really thrilling, I just think they could have really scaled back on what you're you know the kind of Monty Hall section here in the middle, <laughs> you know. Can you elaborate on that on that lesson or on that on on that reference? Because I know Monty Hall as D and D guy, but is he like Diablo levels of throw loot at you guy or? Um, it, it is in in uh, in D and D. That's what's referencing. It's referencing a game show. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Mon- yeah. Monty Cook is who I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, Monty Cook is, it was a designer for yeah, um, yeah. for D and D. But Monty Hall is a is a style of DMing where um, you just shower the players with treasure mm-hmm. for you know no good reason. Right. Um, the uh, my very first D and D campaign, um, I played with a guy who did that, and uh, the coolest thing I got was a treasure chest that um, was tiny, like the size of like a Monopoly piece. But then when I used the keyword, it, it got giant, like the size of a you know sofa. Yeah. And uh, I would the only thing I would do with it, I never kept anything with it, would be to throw it and then say the word while it was in the air and then just toss this like gigantic treasure chest at people. <laughs> that sounds like an anime weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, like some kind of chestomancer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> a non-sexual chest answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had storables, containers, etc. Yeah. Wizard. Uh, yeah. A crate and barrel and bottomless bag. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Okay, so this is this marks a fantastic occasion, Gary, where you made a reference to something and I didn't recognize it as being from 50s or 60s television. And it was. I know. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, good. Wait, wait, not know. Am I am I growing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is this progress, Gary? It's something. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. But this uh this is Jamark Neely. He's uh he's, he's from uh you, you saw him earlier. This guy with the big crate on his back. Mysterious purposes, but he winds up in the craziest places. Yeah. And uh, yeah. right now he's in the big tunnel burrow of this gigantic bug, which I think might be the biggest boss, except for the one that you end up in at the uh, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, the, the boss <laughs> you end up in. Um, yeah, he's optional, too, which I like. Really? Like the game, to, uh, the giant bug? Yeah. He's huh. in a side room. Like, you don't have to uh, get uh, that earth crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I was like, oh, I bet you I can kill that thing. I might, I, I better try. And that, that's why I did it. Um, I actually, I like this boss a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just, it's, it's stay behind him. He's just, you're, you're taking advantage of his turning radius, but he's just like a gigantic, you know, imposing looking bug. He's not violent and he doesn't come after you unless you come after him. He looks like scenery like. when you first walk into that room. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which I like. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's a really soulsy fight because of that thing you mentioned, which is you're trying to get behind him. And yeah. he is he is lumbering, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's kind of like an asylum demon <clears throat> style thing. Yeah. So you leave this area. Um, <laughs> the, the the optional boss aside, it really is kind of a resting area uh, for what is probably one of the harder places in the game, which uh, um, the the lore refers to as the room of the wise sage. Yes. Yeah. yeah this is the area where um, the the fire faces are shooting fire up onto the catwalk, right? Yeah. And you have to get past that, yeah. They're like flame arrow uh, kind of things. Yeah, so, and, yeah and which do tons you, of damage. You have to run through a portion of them. You can't run all the way across, but you just have to hope you can make it to that little uh, stairway down. And and there are those like animate suits of armor mm-hmm. down here that will get alerted to you yeah. and come up. And the uh, I like kept looking around for like a switch to turn them off because <laughs> they kill you pretty quick. Um, but. Yeah, there are automatons that are also backed up by there are a lot of trap rooms down here, like mm-hmm. uh, strangely long spears that don't have any wobble to them. They just stick straight out and go across a room and spear yep. you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, uh, these faces, uh, if you are a power gamer, um, <laughs> this is the best leveling up place in the game because they infinitely regenerate and they give you tons of XP. Oh, wow. And you can just stand there and just tap the button every couple seconds. And level up all your weapons if you want to. Okay. And it happens relatively quickly, I guess. I mean, relatively quickly. The guy who wrote the guide where I read that um, said, he's like, yeah, I leveled up all my equipment and got to level 99 in like two hours. And I was like, yeah, that sounds boring. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and and it would ruin, you know, trying to play it for the, you know, that's not the intended experience. So mm-hmm. that would have ruined the rest of my playthrough. Yep. But uh, that's what they're they're here for. Yeah, this is pretty yeah. early to cheese it to 99. Yeah. 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 yeah but, people uh, do that. Oh. It's uh, pretty pr- pretty gross. That's a uh, like yeah. two hours. Like that's kind of like that room in the Stanley Parable. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm just glad someone else did it. But I don't <laughs> do it. Exactly. In um in school, the person I didn't have Final Fantasy four for a while, and I used to borrow it from this girl I went to school with, and she she had a save where all of her characters had were all level ninety nine and had like max stats and stuff. Like she had a game where she had just leveled. That's bizarre because uh, eventually they start uh, statting down. 
Yeah, maybe she did not realize that. When I say max stats, I don't actually have a okay. photographic memory from when I was 14. Okay. But the, um, yeah. So, huh. yeah. But I mean, like, I did that with Final Fantasy VII. I was probably around the same age that, you know, you guys were. Yeah, I, did, I mean, so. I did the bosses, but I didn't max out my guys. Yeah, I maxed out my guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, the, 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 the real meat of this is the boss. Uh, who we yeah. find out is the dark magician. He's kind of one of the one of the four servants of the dark, but that isn't mentioned until a little bit later. We're going to talk about it in the in the in the final episode when we're you know saying like what the actual dark ones are and the fate of this whole society. But uh, this guy, he is a real son of a bitch. Yeah, this is really hard. Um, like I find this boss really difficult. The run up to him is not trivial. Um, if I recall, like the um, the room right outside him with the two. There's like two. Like, are they, like, floating statue ladies? Uh, like, wraith kind of things? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, two, you know, not, not you know, insignificant enemies right in front of him. Um, and then there's the run-up. Um, yeah, this guy's very difficult. And uh, he's he's interesting. He's more interesting than the other boss we've fought so far. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he kind of lives in a trap room, and he uses a lot of magic against you. Yeah. It's the most remarkable set piece I think we've seen so far, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. he'll uh, he'll he'll stun you like his magic exists uh, to uh, to bog you down, um, but uh, the, the the real danger and what I ended up dying to. Unfortunately, this isn't caught in my video because my my, my capture card uh, fritzed out because I think mm-hmm. it was like a, okay. So anybody who's using an Elgato game ca- game capture HD, don't let a session get above five hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just my. <laughs> My my tip to you, but um, but uh, what I ended up dying to uh, dying to the most, he has this checkered floor, and I think the black ones or the white ones, one of them, raise up enough that if you fall off of them, it will do um, it will do fall damage to you. Yeah. And additionally, there are those spears that come out of the wall. So and he arrows. Is, like oh, his yeah. his entire point is to slow you down or stop you so the other hazards can get to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the mad hazards. Yep. 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 But uh, but yeah, uh, I, I died to him a lot, uh, specifically because it was kind of hard to figure out. And so I, I forget one of the one of the items. The stat healing items are really really confusing to me in this for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like some will cure some, but others won't, and like it won't cure the, what the other ones do. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a, and they they are also not something that, I, if I recall, not every merchant has them or has them in unlimited quantities either. Mm. So, um, you know, especially in the thing like the king's flower or what have you, as I think the thing that heals everything, uh, I believe that's the, the name of it. Um, it's something you find, you don't buy. Yeah. So, so the forest uh, fruit was the one I leaned on, but it's really hard. Like you, you don't find merchants with it until later. Yeah. yeah. Forest fruit. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, it's like the dragon but, flower is the one that, uh, heals most of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I had a hard time with them too. Like, uh, but I actually beat him as opposed to the fire boss that I like cheesed. <laughs> uh, more, more corridors and stuff here. There's like a little crossbow puzzle. Uh, the crossbow is really, really useful. Um, it's one of the, it's like, is it the best range weapon until you get the widow bow? Yeah. And then there's a there's a little hub area too, um, where uh, you can kind of find uh, Zestari's map. Um, we haven't talked about the maps a lot. Like the first one we got, like the like the groundskeeper's map was just a static image that you had to yeah. discern. Uh, the Earth People's map was pretty useless as well. Now you're starting to get ones that actually show you where you're at in relation to the uh, the environment. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never really used this. Like, I picked it up, and I think I looked at it once, but I was so used to, you know, the maps being not very useful. And also, it kind of gotten my, you know, exploring rhythm down <laughs> where I didn't really feel like I needed it. Um, later, I used the final map you get in the game, <laughs> yeah. which, which is pretty nuts, and we'll talk about that next episode. Yes, we and I, I did use that for the ending okay. to, uh, to, navigate the, to navigate the final boss. Yeah. So. By this point, you know, by the time you get the maps that show you where you're at, um, you've developed a sense of like dead reckoning for how to mm-hmm. get around for where you go, and just eventually you get that uh, you, you, you get you get that spatial awareness uh, like you do. Maybe not so much in Demon Souls, but Dark Souls. I started getting that feeling where it's like, oh, I actually know where I'm at in relation to these other things, right? Um, and so you're you know like it is it is a nice little bit of familiarity when you come mm-hmm. at a familiar place from a different angle because you realize kind of how interconnected and stacked all these places are so you know yep. it'd be like if you got to the duke's archives and found a map of lordran right right yeah, yeah it's a little bit late yep um do you think it would have what it might have taken away or if it would have taken anything away if you would have gotten a more useful map earlier on I'm happy that I had the experience that I did, honestly. Um, the mm-hmm. only thing I can say, like, you know, I feel like I would have needed a map here more than in the Souls games because this is first person and just because that is a really disorienting thing, especially because you turn so slow and because mm-hmm. if something hits you, you just randomize. And I'm walking back through doors I've been through several times before without right. realizing it. Um, but uh, I, I, I can't say just because, you know, you you, you, you always like the it's the first impression, right? Right. Yeah. Right, right. How about you? What do you think? I agreed. Like I liked learning, you know, getting the lay of the land myself. Yeah. Um, and it kind of has um, because enemies don't respawn quickly. Um, an area being free of enemies would kind of be my signal that I'd already been somewhere if right. I didn't recognize it. So I just kind of moved in the direction of challenge, and it usually worked. I always put torches okay. up on the right hand wall. That way, there I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But uh, but yeah, this uh, this kind of gets you uh, you know you leave this hub area. There's a big locked door for the great graveyard, but uh, there is uh, you know no way to get there yet. So you all you can really do is cross a bridge over to what looks like more civilization. Mm-hmm. Huzzah! Yep. Which is yeah, this is um, we're heading into my favorite area of the game. <laughs> like this this stretch, like these next like three or four areas are are my favorite. Yeah, I would so say that, like, really ev- like ev- everything this episode covers is like is like big thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the the peak of the game, and the ending is still cool. Like, there's still st- cool stuff in the next episode, but I felt like this was uh, more cohesive and felt more like a like a more cohesive location and had kind of a better dungeon ecology than anywhere we'd we'd been before. Yeah. Um, this feels like part of a, a civilization, a large civilization. You know, at that, not just kind of oh, these are the boroughs. There are like three houses, and you kind of have to just <laughs> do the RPG thing where you imagine a civilization living there. You know, even though you've only killed 20 or 30 of the guys, um, this actually feels like it could be much deeper. Right. And, what it suggests. and this is a this is a pretty cool lore kind of thing, because, you know, we talk about, hey, this expedition from Heladin or whatever it was. This is as far as they got. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, the, you know, this is this is part of like what your goal was. Well, you know, not not just to replace this idol, but to figure out what happened to the people who came here first. And, you know, you find them just broken and scattered and battered with their with their leader gone yep yeah it's dark times you know and the leader is the one you have a personal connection to even though you wouldn't necessarily know that i think that's actually we know it but i think it's actually said in the manual in the manual yeah yeah. that introduction we gave it in the first episode yeah 
So, yeah, your buddy's no longer here, but all of the people he's been traveling with are just in dire straits and have just been, you know, fucked over. Yep. So... Mm-hmm. So they're, they're they're kind of taking refuge in these in these caverns that are full of gigantic eyeless lizard tadpoles that shoot water cannons at you. Yeah, <laughs> those are weird fucking monsters. Yeah. Um, when you go through here too, there's also like this uh, like snake tower. Um, this is the this is where the Witta, you know, uh, you know, live, mm-hmm. and uh, the that is barred by flames. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a nice little set piece of like, oh, I need to go here later. It's a little Zelda y. You know, like uh, one of the things I've said about the Souls games before is like they are not puzzle games. Like, and that's something I really appreciate about them. And this whole bit about getting into the tower felt a little tedious to me. Um, but I still like the the imposing kind of sense of scale for it. Yeah. Um, it's and it's notable when you find these people; they are in this kind of um, like holding cell, holding area. Like, uh, who, why are they being kept? Why are they being <laughs> kept alive? Who knows? But they are. Yeah. Well, they're not being kept in. Like, I think I think that they are trying to keep other people out. And explicitly later on, it, it becomes clear that yeah, this is this, yeah the, the, this this is a way for them to you know. So like this probably was a, a like an outpost that was erected, right? Right. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Like they they uh, they hole up. Yeah. But, but you find a bunch of people here with really with with really really uh, bland names, including both <laughs> a Lyle and a Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> Lyle and Kyle. <laughs> The two expedition bros. Yeah. Um, my favorite down here is, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Lyle. Lyle Kagata, who mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is real, real, uh, he, he likes his food. Yeah. <laughs> you get the sense if he tried to take away his turkey leg, you'd pull back a stump. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> There's no logical place to come back to him, but uh, uh, so so we'll just we'll just say it now. Um, when you come back after the the, the Witta Castle, um, if, mm-hmm. if it wasn't clear, you go in there. Um, he uh, uh, he he has barred the door, and he tells you you can't come in here. You can't come in here. Uh, with it being heavily implied that he uh, he ate his he ate his buddies because he yep. is so so hungry. Yep, he got driven driven crazy. Yeah, by he, by uh, snake snake fighters. He was alive. Um, but he, <laughs> but uh, if you give him uh, one of the strange eggs, if you find a spare egg, um, he will uh, give you, I think, the final or one of the final crystal vials. So it is worth your while to, to, to make your way back here for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, kind of moving further on, you also run into another member of the, uh, the expedition, um, Kyle Campbell. <laughs> yeah, Lyle, Lyle's buddy. And uh, he lets you know that uh, your buddy, uh, Santiago, um, actually let himself be captured in order to save that group, including that idiot cannibal <laughs> back there. And uh, yeah, um, Santiago's sword was given to him by the king and is said to banish darkness. Yeah. Um, but he does not have it. Mm-hmm. You don't get it now. He's just kind of chilling outside of a cave, you know, dying slowly <laughs> yeah, bleeding out, like, surrounded by wasps. Like, I think there's a bunch of those uh, wasp creatures here. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. magic wasps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we haven't really described the area too much. Like these are the oceanside caverns, and and really they are a bunch of tunnels um, that kind of like let out in this uh, vaguely dark corners of the earthian fashion onto like lighthouses and these uh, rocky outcroppings. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have to take the icon of fire that lights up the lighthouse, which uh, kind of gives you a little bit more uh, visibility into the area. But uh, but the but the main kind of uh, kind of goal. Uh, is the one big building that you can get that you can get into that is not uh, that is not blocked off by fire statues, uh, which right. is uh, this big ocean fort off in the distance. Um, did you do the optional area here, Gary? Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, the um, the uh, I think the lighthouse is actually optional too. I don't think you have to light up the area. Oh, really? I think you can, and yeah, I don't think you have to though. Hmm. Um, that lighthouse is intimidating as shit. It is. It's like, a really it, nice. It looks great. Like that whole this whole area, like out on the beach, is one of my favorite areas in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the underwater caves are really stressful too, since you you get an item that makes it so you don't have to breathe as much air, but you're never going to be okay. So you're always kind of making these dashes through prana infested tunnels yeah. um to get to little pockets of air yep and these under- piranhas can stun lock you yes yep yep um so the, you know this was this was tricky and it's mostly like there's not there's nothing plot significant down here it's treasure and monsters and stuff down here and one npc who's another weirdo um <laughs> paul hutchison <laughs> of hutchison mattress and yeah, hutchison motors yeah, yeah. <laughs> is uh, down here like, like a castaway. Yep, um, and uh, he's they, he's there's kind of like fishmen who are walking around, and he wants to poison them because they take his food. <laughs> but uh, fuck me if I'm gonna walk all the way back to that guy who runs the poison well. Yeah, no thanks, M- Mister Fong or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crystal vials are are too valuable for me to tie. You know, I did actually notice that I could fill up my vial with poison. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I don't want this. And then I didn't have any way to get rid of it. So I just drank it. <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> well. I guess I'm fucked now. <laughs> you can't. Too bad these are magic vials that you can't pour out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, even if you did do that, so what you get is the bracelet of fortune, which is good, which I think either gets you more money or experience, uh, more experience. per kill. Yeah, more experience. It's the lucky charm. Ha ta ta ta! That gets you more money uh, that you also find down here. So this is the uh, this is the optional area of uh, of superfluous benefits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like things you're not going to take off because you're using the uh, the bracelet, the magic bracelet. Yeah, that you're going to use. So yeah, so yeah. You, so yeah, you're going to get you're going to get rid of both your ability to cast magic and also your ability to breathe underwater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In order to get more treasure in this area where you have to breathe underwater. Yeah. In a game where you have to use magic, mm-hmm. so pretty, pretty. I mean, kind of disappointing. This didn't lead anywhere. I was kind of expecting this to go to another area or something, but mm-hmm. it's a uh, you know. It is, I like that the game has optional areas, even if uh, they're not my favorite thing. Uh, but you know, uh, Ash, Ash Lake, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. Um, but yeah, next up is is my favorite actual individual level, um, which is my favorite stretch of the game, which is the Ocean Fort. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is Sens Point Five. <laughs> Yep, yeah, this is very Sense Fortressy. So there's uh, like a little bit of info about the Witta here, uh, just because this is the logical place to, to, to bring it up. So you're fighting these snake men um, again, sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, they, they, these are the Witta. Um, they're uh, you know they, they are an invading force uh, that came in by the ocean and kind of overtook the uh, the forest folk that were that were down here and uh, um, established their kingdom. Um, here in the here in the ocean fort and in the the, the Witta Palace itself, and they're here specifically to try and harness the 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 the, the dark the dark, the dark one, right? Right. So right, right. Yeah, there, it's some kind of some kind of summoning that they're talking about. Like the priest that you run into later yep. mentions, like bringing the dark one or getting him to awaken, um, something like that. Which 
is you know related to you know what we know mm-hmm. of of just kind of you know what happened to to the city like the sunken city we run into later yeah. but at this point like the dots aren't necessarily there mm-hmm. you know for it so it seems a little bit like odd information yeah. um but they're really cool like or one thing that's interesting about them and we we learn about this later is that um they can turn people into them um, that's mentioned by an npc later and the process we don't know but um that's very creepy and uh, they have a whole like they have a very like conan the barbarian kind of structure to them like mm-hmm. There are, uh, especially the old Conan cartoon, like used to go to these cities that looked very similar to this and, and fight snake warriors. And there were like, it was always like a snake priestess. Yeah. Kind of and, thing. and there was always an effort to transform people into them. Yeah. Yep, yep. The word, yeah. like the worst, the, like the most horrifying plot point that you could put into your like fantasy or sci-fi. Well, that's why the, um, why Shadow of Rinsmith is so effective is because mm-hmm. rather than turning you or, you know, it does turn you into it, but it's also doing it through breeding. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not going to turn you into it, but we're going to have a kid and it's going to be part me and part you. Yeah. You know, which is... it's going to be part me and part you for a little bit. And then all me after that. Yeah, yep, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is the, this is the, the kind of the first pl- you know, place you can see that they are like an enclave. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of affiliated with the dark. And uh, and yeah, they they have set up. Well, I, I don't know if they made the traps. It might have been like a forest folk kind of thing. But uh, but this is a fun house of, uh, of of things that are out to get you. Yeah, yeah. Arrow traps. Um, you know, tons of floor traps. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of like barely delayed uh, trap doors. They have to you have to scoop by a lot of treasure too. And specifically, we're here to get the items that you need to, I guess, disguise yourself that you the, that you're a widow mm-hmm. to walk past those flames. Yeah. Um, but you're going to find a lot of really great items here anyway. But the enchanted um, set, um, is yeah. the next step up in your, in your armor until the next step up mm-hmm. that you're going to get in about an hour. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like this, this probably of all the areas kind of bears the, like the, like the most, like, and then, and then, and then just because it's the biggest variety of, of, of environmental mm-hmm. hazards. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it does, it does the dark souls thing where like, um, in order to get uh, get access to everything, you have to succumb to some traps. Like there are things that are only available if you fall down. You purposely fall down trap doors. Yeah. You know, so like, oh, there's that whole area down incense, down in that tar pit where there's actually treasure and, and things to fight down there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like a place to go to die. <laughs> you know, like it's it, it, it's it's that kind of thing, and that's really cool. Like exploring this area is fairly small, but it's very dense. Um, you know, I spent a long time here just kind of trying to find everything. Um, notably, there's no boss either. Yeah. Yeah. So it bucks the structure in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The boss is kind of the, the fortress itself. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like figuring out the puzzles and, and everything. Would you say the environment's a character? I would. I would. Okay. I would say. I'd say <laughs> that New York City is actually the most important character in blank. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, uh, the the enemies are not too are they, they aren't too remarkable. Like it's you know more of those eyeless water lizard tadpole things. Yeah, uh, there's some knights, like some uh, like night creature things. Uh, I would I would like to say that they're in the process of being widified, but like oh, that's I, a cool idea. I think we see what where Wida happen later, so yeah. that might not be exactly the case. It could be more brain bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then some yeah. poison mushrooms. Um, yeah. that are uh, kind of like hiding these deadly poison trap arrows, which uh, notably they don't like the, I don't think the poison drains your health, but it will lock you in place as more arrows hit you. 
Yeah, and the um, so it's gonna you're gonna put on the uh, the widow bracelet, which is like the, one of the nice things is this dressing up like a widow to get past those flames is that you're not just uh, the items actually have utility as well, and uh, I think the bracelet is the one that makes you immune to paralysis. Oh wow, um, which is really useful here and and in the next area as well. Because hmm. um, getting paralyzed is no fun. Right. Um, yeah. Um, then there are those falling trapdoors, uh, like, like like the big main one. Uh, so when we say trapdoors, we're not talking about like Mr. Burns's office. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we're actually saying like the entire floor is mechanically on a hinge that drops you down, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for one safe area right in front of a chest, um, and then actually puts you outside in the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> so like on a ledge. Like yeah. think um, like when you're fighting um, the Hydra mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because if you go too far off from that, you will fall into into nothingness. Um, yeah. Yep. And then there's one room that's like a Resident Evil puzzle where you open the chest, uh, I believe, to get the bracelet. Um, and the room fills with poison gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you yep. have to bust out the weak wall. Yeah. Oh, yep. man. It's very good. Like, it, it's, you can tell, like, just tons of care went into, into this area. Mm. So I love it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you assemble the whole set. Mm-hmm. And the flames calm before you. Yep. And uh, it might be a good time to take a break. Cool. This episode is brought to us and brought to you and brought to people who are listening. <laughs> so, so I've included all the groups <laughs> okay. um, by Latchkey Kingdom, which is a webcomic, which you mentioned at the, uh, the top of the show. You go to uh, latchkeykingdom.com. Um, you can find it there. It is, uh, it is great. Yeah, so he yeah. Reached, he reached out to us. We've actually uh, talked about it um, on a previous uh, Watch Out for Fireballs, which is another show on the network, um, mm-hmm. kind of as you know an example of like, hey, this is a really good arc, uh, uh, web comic with great art, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was really cool when he reached out uh, to have us talk about it. So um, it's not just about video games. It's not you know uh, gamer dudes on a couch kind of thing. Yeah, uh, th- yeah, it it, it kind of defies description in that because like I th- it's you don't want to be reductive. And if you call it a gaming web comic, it kind of is. Yeah. The way I think of it is that it it rewards uh, video game literacy, mm-hmm. um, but does not require. So like knowing the references and being kind of you know knowing video games specifically Legend of Zelda um, helps a lot, and you'll get a lot of kind of references and, and cute um, kind of visual gags and everything mm-hmm. um but it's not required it's not like uh, obnoxious because no. as we've mentioned before um web comics are awful <laughs> so, um with the yeah. exception of you know this one and perry bible fellowship and Akewood and just a very few yeah pretty small number <laughs> nedroid yeah yeah um and uh and it, so so like in in the gaming you know like literacy uh, it very much is aimed at people with that history um but not exclusively like we said it's like adventure time in that way mm-hmm. um and it's like adventure time because of the whimsy Right, you know, what it reminded whimsy. me of did, whimsy. Did you read? You know what it reminded me of? Um, this occurred to me just before we started recording. Um, have you read Bone? Uh, no, but um, I have heard that I should read Bone. You you should read Bone. You can get the complete collection of Bone for very cheap now. <laughs> it's a big, huge black and white tome. Um, it's very good. It is it is very similar to this though, like a sense of youthful adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it kind of and like charm are the two twin weapons of bone. And this has, shares a lot of kind of tonality with that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like more and more there, there is a place for that in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just to, like, I, I need to seek things out that kind of have that exuberance to it. Well, it can't all, all be berserk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Like this is kind of the anti berserk. Yeah, it's it's um, like taking my antidepressant vitamins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to take your antidepressants and your anti berserks. Yeah. Um, of specific interest to listeners of this show, um, there is not only is it Legend of Zelda uh, focused primarily, and kind of other video games, kind of depending on the arc, um, but there's also um, some Dark Souls kind of uh, crossover stuff that he does mm-hmm. for fun. So um, Latchkey Souls is the name if you go to the archive and go to mini stories. And, uh, yeah, they're just like the characters from from the webcomic encountering uh, bosses from Dark Souls so far. But he just started um, a new kind of mini comic yeah. about that. The, the, so. the, uh, uh, Smo knocking the guy over the horizon instead of saying you died. It says home run. Yeah, home run. Oh, I just like my favorite part. Of it, I like the Silver Knight. I just like, huh? Like when that happens. I like that a lot. It's a super cute touch. Um, so... Yeah, it is the, the episode is brought to you by uh, by the webcomic, but we both actually actually uh, really genuinely endorse it. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. Go check it out. That is latchkeykingdom.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is also brought to you by audible.com, which is your source for audiobooks and audio entertainment. There are over 150,000 titles for you to download and listen to uh, for pretty much any device that uh, I was about to say has a pulse, but uh, I, I will say has electricity to it. Which is kind of like mm-hmm. robot pulse. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, read Latchkey Kingdom, and mm-hmm. then when you need to like a good downer, just read the road or have it like you, <laughs> and then just find the right balance between the two. Save like, Pinchy. Yeah, wh- whimsy and despair. <laughs> With spare. Yeah. yeah. So, so for... there's probably a German word for those two things mixed together. Shot and sparesy. Shot and sparesy. Yeah. So, so. Um, to get your uh, weekly dose of uh, shot and sparesy and a free audiobook of your choosing when you sign up for a 30 day trial of their subscription service, just go to audibletrial.com slash bonfireside chat. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And on to Witta Castle. Witta Castle. So we have uh, we we have dressed up um, in a, a, a like a probably offensive like racist. Uh, you know, <laughs> like we're appropriating their culture, Gary. We've got their yeah. headdresses on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, we just look like two regular humans, like in a trench coat, like sneaking into a Witta movie. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's definitely true. I'll um, take but it two fools snake the, tickets, please. <laughs> it fools the stupid fire, though. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, but so you go in, go into this castle, and uh, this is kind of a weirdly laid out area in that. And one of the things that I really like that. Uh, the ancient city did, and this is the first time I realized it, even though it's been true throughout the whole game, is that uh, structures are not symmetrical. So, like, when you go into a room and there are two hallways going to the right and left, they will have different terminuses and, you know, lead to different areas. It is not like a lazy dungeon design, you know, okay, well, I've done the east wing, now I have to do the west wing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the whole area is very, like, right-leaning. Uh, there's a lot more content kind of on the right of the uh, the temple yeah, or the castle. Right and down. Mm-hmm. Um, like even because, you know, even in spite of that, rather, um, I would say like the upper, like the, like the superstructure of the Mm Witta castle, it's, it's pretty unremarkable to me. Like it just kind of replaces the regular foot soldiers with, with Witta, which is fine. Like they're, they're more fun to fight because they are a little bit more wily. Um, they're, 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 they're the snake people of this game. 
<laughs> well, well, especially right after um, the fort. Right. Um, I think like where this area comes to, to kind of comes to life is when you start getting underground. Exactly. When you start fighting but, mummies yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Mummies. <laughs> for, for some reason. Yeah. Human mummies. Yep. Who bust out of walls. Um, <laughs> they think yeah. you're Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They, um, yeah. And they're tough too. Mm-hmm. Like mummies are tough. Tough enemies. Um, also spread throughout this um, area, kind of in the Berserk connection, are these uh, eggs that drain your mana on mm-hmm. stands. So they're kind of like baylets. I was I was reaching for straws there, but um, it, it is weird, and you kind of have to knock them down before they before they get rid of your mana. Because uh, going back and refueling, um, I, I I don't know. I, I think you have to leave like the like the the warp points in this whole like wing of the city are very few and far between i remember having to uh having to having to uh, take a take a little jaunt out in order to refill uh, maybe like once or twice yeah i I did this in a stretch because it is so and it makes sense like oh we're not going to put teleporters right in our base Mm -hmm. you know this is like an enemy stronghold yeah we have to have the engineers get in there and do that yeah yeah exactly exactly um the uh uh there is a teleporter, but it's actually after this area, like yep. between here and the egg field. There's a, a teleportation. Yeah, it's on that. Uh, it's on that balcony that overlooks the uh, the, the bridges to the egg field. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, you get down into the you get down into the uh, basement, which is where the real interesting stuff happens. There are the mummies, um, which they're just you know uh, damaged sponges, right? Mm-hmm. There's also yeah, they take a, take there's, a long time to fall. there's also that really long arrow hallway. Yeah. <laughs> with that dick with that dick trap door down to Scorpion yeah. Land. <laughs> yep. Yep. And scorpions like are, are you know not too tough at this point. Like you fought scorpions several times, but there are dozens of them. <laughs> like it is it is very much scorpion like theme park. There's there's something there. about this uh about this area and vermin. So there's scorpions in one hole and snakes in the other. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> like did just coming out of unlimited snake shoots, <laughs> like those little little holes where snakes just fly out, which, uh, yeah, uh-huh. tons of snakes, infinite snakes. <laughs> David Foster Wallace says infinite snakes. <laughs> this is where snakes come from. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the origin story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, 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 that the, is that the lesson? Is that the moral? And this is where snakes came from. I think, I think that's the whole point of the game. Okay. <laughs> they come from the dark. We should kill them all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Notably, two giant snakes. Yeah. Yeah, who kind of pop up from holes like whack-a-mole <laughs> uh, things. And you you kill these guys the same way I did. I felt cheap doing it, but I couldn't think of another way to do it. Right. Because they have, uh, like, the, the game equivalent of, like, toxic. Um, they give you, like, a stronger poison. Yeah. And it, it takes place instantly. Like, it takes effect more or less instantly yeah. um, through, like, breathing this cloud. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to do this, you know, duck in, shoot them, duck out. Right. Kind of strategy. I ended up using spells, I think, rather than the crossbow. But, uh, you know, that was the only way I could get through them. Yeah. The so. crossbow was so predictable, and I had so many bolts at this point that just, like, I got a lot of mileage throughout the rest of the game by using my crossbow and relying on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I didn't feel like backtracking to the guy who sold the bolts. Okay. If I recall. So, or I couldn't remember which of the merchants did. Might be, like, so. it might be as recently as the as the engineer. Um, because that was around the time you got the, you, you got the crossbow, which, mm-hmm. uh, depending, I, I forget where I put the, uh, where I put the markers, but it wasn't that much of a problem. And I think I only had to refill like maybe once. Yeah. So much of it depends on where you put the markers and you don't necessarily know where you're going to want to put the markers until mm-hmm. you have a little bit more context. Yeah. So 
now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's kind of cool because like that is an individual choice that you make that kind of changes the topology of the uh, of the game and of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so like stuff that like oh like that was totally not a problem because I could work back to so and so and so and so and so and so. Like a different person is going to have a different experience as opposed yeah. to everybody knowing like oh if you want to get to you know this place in Lordran you have to warp to this bonfire right 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 yeah yeah it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Um, also pretty neat is going down those snake holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the snakes that, you know, after you kill the snake bosses, you go down the hole that they popped out of mm-hmm. to continue even deeper um, into into this, like, temple ziggurat kind of structure yeah. of the Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, you run into an NPC um, here who is, like, the dark priest that you mentioned. His name is uh, Acriel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's awaiting, awaiting the dark one. Um, he's the one who, you know, it's hinted at later as well, but he straight out says that the widow transformed knights and uh, says something about how the swordmaster should not have been treated that way. Um, so you know that you're you're coming up on where the swordmaster is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy is interesting, too, because I thought he was going to turn hostile. Me, too. Um, he never does, but I killed him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because, uh, yeah. I guess there's no benefit like, to keeping him around. Well, he's, a, he's an evil snake priest. Like, he's awaiting <laughs> from the dark one. I'm like, I, I don't want this, you know? <laughs> He shows so. up later as your place in the idol, and he's like, "Nope," takes it, and takes all the way back to your kingdom. Ah, shit! Yeah, just put teleport you back to the beginning. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, you know what? I, I think that I would hate it in the moment, but in hindsight, I would also hate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's there. Like, and it's funny because even he respects um, the swordmaster Septiego. Um, and, and it's funny because like around here was the point where I realized like, hey, maybe the sword master is not going to be the final boss of this game. You know, for some reason that never occurred to me in this game, even though like it would be in a souls game. Yeah. Like this would be going to fight Artorias. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never, and for some reason that just didn't come up to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you know, Septiego's, I mean, just cause everyone, you know, the disa- the expedition was such a disaster. I was just expecting to find him dead, which you do. Um, but I was expecting to find him, you know, just kept thinking, okay, well, this is where, this is as far as he got, this is as far as he got. Yeah. And, uh, you eventually got to it and it's kind of underwhelming. Like, I'm not saying I necessarily wanted him. Well, I guess I do. I would have rather <laughs> had him be a boss. Yeah. Um, like, you know, maybe like in some kind of snake transformation state <laughs> or something like that, that would have been really cool. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's kind of, uh, you know, not very ceremonious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end that he got. Yeah. And it's alluded to that he, you know, was put through this torture and it could be seen as like subversive. Mm-hmm. Too that like just like oh you expected him because like let's face it swordmaster is a boss ass name oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and he's and he's, he's your friend like it seems mm-hmm. like you guys are going to end up fighting yeah at the end not the case da, 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 yeah da, da, da. yep um, you always go up at the end of that <laughs> like you did it in the last episode I yeah, edited I it and do it and it goes down. I suppose it's it does. I, not I to give you notes or anything. <laughs> it just happened twice in very short succession. <laughs> just I like. Huh. You know, I think that me. Well, okay, okay. Cole seen that episode. <laughs> you know, I think that I'm. Uh, I think what I'm actually referring to is uh, the cable guy. Mm. <laughs> when, I, when I do that, when they when they parody that scene, they may have used a uh, a, 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 a similar but legally distinct version of that melody. Oh, so okay. that possibly. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I suppose they always do go up. I also don't have an ear for melody, so no. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but before you find Septiego and uh, get his lawful blade, um, you uh, you do fight Queen Widow, and I mm-hmm. fought her the the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, the coward the way. Snakes. Yeah, 
Yep, me too. No, the staying alive way, Gary. Come on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she seemed more fightable to me than the giant snakes. Like if I wanted to, if I wanted to be riskier and if there was a save point yeah. uh, closer, which there's the one too far away, I think um, you could kind of go in there and get toe to toe with her. I think if you wanted to mm-hmm. and it would be reasonable, but I didn't right. um, because why would I? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. the game, game allowed for it and uh, it still required, you know, it was still a fight. Like she sends, um, like there are snakes that will come out and those, um, those creatures, right? Like she spawns um, those creatures that we saw from before. Yeah. Like little hench yeah. dudes. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah. she shoots really, really big magic attacks that uh, that, that that do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, take um, her down, and there's still like some treasure behind her. There's the Whitaki, and that's what uh, unlocks your way, uh, kind of like to the to the backyard of this uh, mm-hmm. of this castle, which is I think one of the creepier areas. Yeah, I love this area. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the uh, the egg field, which is the Witta brood grounds, um, and it is a minecart. <laughs> puzzle area which i was not expecting um but it does some clever things with it you know like um you get to save right beforehand and you have the teleporter which i really like because uh, you're going to want to experiment um there's that one area that you go through it and you can actually get off the minecart mm-hmm. and go into that secret room in there which is very cool get a get a um, crystal yeah 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 um, which I don't think I used at this point like at this point i had honed down my spells to like these are the three i'm going to use it's like bioshock yeah exactly Exactly, except they're less interchangeable. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was more like, um, you know, they, they seemed like the clear ones to use to me. Even though I was reading online, like, people use that uh, shadow skin mm-hmm. spell. Like, people actually really like that. Yeah. I never used it. Um, I died a lot on these mine carts. Me too. <laughs> Especially well, they go so they're, fast. They, they do they go, go like doom fast. <laughs> yeah. They go fast, um, and, like, some of them you can't tell if the solution is to walk on the tracks. Because you totally mm-hmm. can't. Like, it doesn't stop you. Like, you don't fall. They're not, they're not electrified. Just, yeah, they're not just rails, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, I, I like there, there are a couple times where I was walking along them, and then just the, 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 the track in the course of refreshing sent the cart back into me, and it knocked me off. Like, it shunted me over to the right off of the uh, yeah. off, off of the tracks. And so I, I was I was never quite sure what the, what the proper way to go forward was. Um, and that wouldn't matter too much anyway, because there are also just ones that just take you off of the ledge. Yeah, yep, yep. Like just broken tracks that still have uh, infinitely spawning minecarts. Mm-hmm. They're just going into them uh, for some reason or another. Um, but still, like they put the save point right in front of it. Like I, I was happy to die here a bunch in order to kind of explore it. And uh, it's one of those things where you set, you know, from the the very beginning where you can kind of see all the tracks, kind of conceptualizing like, okay, that area is you know several stories above me and pretty far away. And I can see this this string of track kind of leading there in a, in a circuitous way. What uh, combination of carts, you know, do I have to do to get up to there? You know, um, and it was cool. Like I like this area a lot as well. So, and, and like I said, it's pretty creepy because you have kind of these uh, these little burrows that are, that are cut into the sides of the walls, um, and you have you know things gestating in there along with the, the regular Wida, um soldiers and poison mm-hmm. water. Um, and also these things that look vaguely like hydralisks. I know they looked a lot like hydralisks. <laughs> yeah. um, and these guys, I wonder what they are in lore terms, because they don't go away. Like, we fight these guys for a while still. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and after I thought we were no longer really in the Witta zone. Yeah. But they're still around. 
Um, so I wasn't sure. At first, I thought maybe they were some kind of like larval form, or the, you know, the widow would turn into these, um, or maybe they're kind of like a pet um, kind of thing for them, or they watch the eggs, or they're part of the breeding process. But they show up in other areas as well, and I don't know if that was just the uh, the game reusing the enemy, you know, or or what. Yeah. So, like, you know how, like, it, this this was mostly in the games, but then they brought it into the extended universe, and it was really dumb. But uh, like, uh, aliens when the xenomorphs would, uh, so like when a face hugger goes on a human, it makes a different thing than when a face hugger goes onto uh, goes onto a predator. Yeah. Yeah, that might actually be the same thing. Like, oh. like, like a different thing that is put through widification puts out something different. So what we're seeing are, you know, humans. So these could be like a different species that is. Maybe it's those, um, cause it's the same, roughly like same size and shape as those, uh, those water dragon things. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's that. Yeah. That would make a sense. Like, like that, that, that is the only rationalization that I can make for it. I believe. Is that what, I mean, the, the problem I have with it isn't what they are. It's the fact that they show up in non-Widda branded areas. Yeah. You know, like they show up here in the Widow breeding grounds. They also just show up in some water mm-hmm. caves for well, a while. So that's that's more the point. The, yeah, well, the the the, the Widow show up in different places too. I mean, you you see them well before and well after um, this area too. Yeah, but they're they're like soldiers and they're ambulatory mm-hmm. and, and intelligent. Like these yeah. things. Like I liked the idea of these things being like brood mothers. Okay. You know, like specifically being like that's what I thought when I first ran into them. Like, oh yeah. shit, these are these are you know the mothers. Maybe this is where the egg. Well, these are the things that lay the eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but the fact that they just kind of show up as ran- like wandering enemies yeah. felt a little weird. They could be the females of the of the race too. Like that's I, true. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or the males. True. Yeah. We're we're not normative. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> normative. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Snake person normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're down here uh, to so so like if if you're just kind of like proceeding around, you're going to find this gate. Uh, that is uh, that is watched over by a weird guy who uh, is really terrified of the Widow and wants kind of like proof that you're not in line with them, and so you're you're going through this uh, this, this egg field in order to find this uh, these bronze colored eggs, uh, one of which to give to the cannibal uh, so he will stop feasting on his friends, but the other of which to to give to this guy, ooh, Burley. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> I I didn't take it as he was wanting to make sure that you weren't uh in line with them like i thought he was kind of like um the impression i got was that uh like he wanted a widow egg mm-hmm. he was he was scared of the widow but i thought he was working for them oh like he was like being kept for them as this gatekeeper as this kind of servant and he just wanted to eat a widow egg because everybody wants to eat a widow egg hmm. for some reason in this world get your powers yeah i can't remember his exact dialogue but the impression i got was definitely like oh they would be mad at me if i let you through right like something that implied a subservient relationship. Okay, yeah, and he is. Um, uh, a, you know, there's no nice way to say it. A simpleton. Like yeah, he, yeah. he speaks like a feral human. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know maybe why he didn't get turned. And that's pretty much it. Like like we're done with the main Witta capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're into the home stretch. Um, you know, there's still still a significant chunk uh, left, but there's also a lot of optional area in the end uh, that we'll be covering uh, next episode. Uh, so, you know, since we're not doing dedicated exercises uh, for these, you know, uh, I've kind of split the responses we've gotten up to this point up. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, let's uh, let's kind of go through and uh, what we're calling contact, responses, and cleanup. 
Indeed. Yes. Um, so real quick off the bat, um, we just want to say a quick thank you to uh, preparetotry.com, mm-hmm. um, who gave us a mention and, and threw us up on there. That is a website uh, some kindly soul has put together to help people get into Dark Souls mm-hmm. and get into the Souls games. Um, it has a very good uh, beginner's guide on it and then lists of resources, and we're up there with like Epic Name Bro and Vadavidja and such. It's very flattering. Yeah. To see your name in a list with people you really respect is cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 So thank you very much. Uh, Chris is the name of the guy who runs that, I think. So thank you, Chris. I wonder if he participates. Chris is a very common name, and we have a lot of Chris's who respond. So it's true. True. I don't know. Um, so there's some Kingsfield uh, miscellany. Uh, miscellany. I never know how to. Mm-hmm. I know it's a word. I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> I always end up saying miscellanyary. Which is a different word, I think. <laughs> okay. I think that is a word, but I think it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a best area of miscellaneous things. Yes. Staple, staplers, glasses, VGA cords. I'm really just saying things I'm looking at. Uh, but, but, uh, but Ed wrote in via the contact form saying, I was listening to the latest episodes on Kingsfield 4, and I noticed that one of the songs sounds extremely similar to Radiohead's song, Knives Out. I believe it is the Ancient City Level 1 and 2, inspiring name. Um, <laughs> that's what it's called in YouTube anyway. Uh, they were released at a similar time in 2001. I don't know why I felt the need to point this out, but there you go. Um, I guess I just like when I find two songs that sound the same. That's all over the YouTube comments for that song. Um, mm-hmm. That's my favorite song in in the Ancient City, um, and the uh, many people on YouTube also pointed that out. Um, weirdly, like I'm not a Radiohead fan, right? Um, but uh, that that song gets me pretty good. Yep. Like, something about that chord progression is very attractive to me. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Uh, if, if I'm if I'm going to listen to Radiohead, it's Kid A, and I like this song because it was originally supposed to be a part of Kid A. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that might be my favorite song in any of the Souls games. Like, yeah. I really like that song. Yeah, it's, it's great. I just, f- favorite is yeah. real strong. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. But yeah. I, I do really really like it. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. I mean, the the main Australia song is really good too. Yeah, um, that's that's very high up there. So true. But yeah, thank you, Ed. Thank you. Um, Evan says via contact. I only played this game for about five minutes before getting fed up with the controls and shutting it off. But did anyone else get a strong Legend of the Hidden Temple, uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple vibe from the intro video? The narrator even sounds like Olmec. And then there are some links. The cursed land lies deep in a dense, colorless forest. Hidden within this land is an ancient city, once known to the forest folk as the Holy Land. You could start by running up the stairs to the crypt. Grab the book from the skeletons and pass into the pit of the pendulum. Knock over the column and climb into the king's storeroom. Uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple is an old Nickelodeon show. <laughs> yeah. That uh, people who grew up in the 90s love referencing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah, I, uh, the, I always get Legends of the Hidden Temple confused with um, another one where you're exploring through a, uh, a house. Like a, like a like a mansion or something like that, mm. and going like big styrofoam books, and you have to find like a flag. Yeah. I always get that confused, but it's not it's not the same. 
Um, yeah, it does kind of sound similar, though. It does. Uh, you know, just because mm-hmm. of the cheesy voice acting. Yeah. yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, descriptions of ancient civilizations and such. Um, so as we are approaching the end of our origins, uh, season, there's, uh, some cleanup, uh, you know, of things that have been brought to our attention, um, you know, specifically about Berserk, um, as the comments kind of keep rolling in. So we're going to, uh, mention a couple of these here. Um, I forget, did you remember, so this was in the notes, you sent it over to talk about it. Do you remember if there was a listener who mentioned this or if it was just kind of like something that was a general sentiment? It was on the Facebook. Um, it was on the Facebook. Okay. So I apologize. Yeah. So we apologize for not. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, the, the, the person on Facebook kind of posited this connection or at least a, a line of influence between Berserk and uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, namely an ascendant blonde pretty boy or blue haired pretty boy, white haired pretty boy, um, and his uh, kind of dog like, um, you know, bruiser uh, friend who uh, is, uh, you know, set out to uh, defeat him. Right. Mm hmm. Which yeah, and is, the, yeah, the weapon thing is obviously the most similar thing. Yeah, true. Like the yeah, it's Cloud using the uh, you know the the, the Buster sword, mm-hmm. which is uh, almost like a hunk of iron. Yep. More than a sword. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, other like I, I think that that's probably true, and I can see you know I'm sure there are, now that I've read Berserk, I bet you in all kinds of video games I'm going to see references and kind of allusions to it. Mm-hmm. Because it was so instrumental in, in Japanese pop culture, I think that the like I think that's probably the the strongest parallel. I don't think the kind of the grander plot of Final Fantasy VII has owes very much yeah. to it. But I, I haven't read too far into the, the into the Millennium Falcon arc. But uh, isn't he trying to kind of like recreate the promise? I mean, Griffith trying to recreate the Promised Land in that. Um, it's like more like he wants to create his own kingdom. Okay, like there's nothing to, to recreate. Yeah. Yeah, but he's yeah he's making he's creating a world from scratch. Yeah, um, grasping at straws. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can you like most things you can kind of generalize to make connections. Yeah, like that, like not you specifically, but like <laughs> you know, it, it's easy to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, I think that, I think the most of the connection is is a visual one. But hmm. that's I mean that's just me. Yep. Uh, looking here, what's Will say, Gary? Uh, Will says that he's just, uh, you know, super addicted to Dark Souls. And uh, thanks for talking about it because we're assholes and he's real addicted to it. Super addicted to Berserk, you mean? Yep, Berserk. What did I say? <laughs> you said Dark Souls. Oh, well, I just, I just, Dark Souls 2 is coming out, guys. Yep. Um, the, um, <laughs> Berserk is what he actually, uh, actually said. Yep. So thanks for talking about it. You assholes, I am addicted, yeah. can't get enough. We've gotten a lot so. of that, actually, just, uh, you know, or, or, or a fair amount of it of like, hey, we checked this out because you talked about it so much. And, uh, yeah. you know, kind of sharing a similar, arc, a similar arc with me, which was, you know, there was all of a sudden a reason to check it out. And I was happy I did it. So, yeah, um, you know, it's nice to hear that. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Blake wrote in, uh, you know, tying this all back into Dark Souls. He says, in honor of the podcast tackling Berserk, I'm doing a Guts Mode playthrough in Dark Souls. Did a little research, and while this may not be how you do it, I like it, and I think it makes sense. So he says, great sword as the only main hand weapon, uh, light crossbow, and eventually the Avalon um, as the first offhand weapon, uh, pyromancy flame, and eventually a, a chaos uh, second offhand weapon, chaos. What do you mean by that? Chaos, pyromancy, flame. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe that. he's using chaos, pyromancy, but ah, okay, yeah. 
Um, and then it says Fireball and the higher level variants and Power Within, uh, Berserker Rage um, as the only mm-hmm. spells. Um, then he says, this is armor progression. Uh, Knight Armor, Steel Armor, Black Knight Armor slash Artorias Armor. Uh, not sure which. Artorias fits better, but I just hate those ankles. <laughs> <laughs> So doing uh, doing cosplay as we like to do. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, so far it's been hella easy with Havel's ring and knight's armor. I can medium roll to evade blows, and my Zvihander um, is one shotting almost everything. Just finished Blight Town, so sends us next. Not uh, looking forward to Manus. Still haven't beaten him with my main yet, sadly. And the Artorias fight will be epic. The cool thing about the Artorias fight is you will be able. That's when you'll be able to get the Artorias armor. Yeah. And like, if I were going to do this, you know, I wouldn't use Power Within until I got the armor. <laughs> you know, like uh, it's like just story wise, like that's when I can use it. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I've seen other people do uh, Berserk cosplay mm-hmm. in Dark Souls and like YouTube PvP events and stuff. Pretty neat. Yeah, it's just too bad you don't have the Dragon Bone Smasher. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what uh, what do we have by way of admin stuff, Cole? Well, by way of admin, um, I will say that uh, next time we're going to be finishing out uh, Kingsfield for the Ancient City. And after that, we're into uh, we're into Dark Souls 2 land. Um, yeah. yeah. So the first episode of that season is just going to be kind of like the first impressions. Um, so I will say, like, you know, if you are somebody who's going to be uh, like us, uh, you know, doing some mainlining of the, of the game uh, on the day that it comes out, um, in the first you know couple days that it's out, uh, send us your first impressions too. I mean, I'm I'm interested I'm interested in seeing those, and we may need some uh, some fodder for that first episode. Um, uh, this is just a decision to make that call that I've made without consulting Gary, so he can feel free to uh, uh, shoot that down now if he wants. Well, otherwise it would be like a. Because we're still going to do our intro episode. Yeah. So if we don't have some extra stuff to talk about, it'll be like a five-minute episode. <laughs> True. Like, it's great. I thought so, too. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> next week. Um, one, one thing we need to, we should probably address um, in advance is how we're going to handle – because we are going to mainline the game. Uh-huh. We're going to be through it. Um, how we're going to handle spoilers Yeah. Uh, for it. Because Dark Souls, the way the lore works, um, you have to draw connections between areas. And we can be in an area and have to connect to something that comes later. You know, um, so I think that we're just going to have to um, use our judgment as to what is kind of considered to be like a not necessarily a twist. That's the wrong word. Um, but I wouldn't listen to similar to Dark Souls. I wouldn't listen to areas you haven't been to yet. No. Um, but, you know, we may end up obliquely referring to you and we might do warnings or audio you know, beeps or something like that yeah. when we do those. But we, we you know, it's not a. Uh, it's not going to be a 100% safe place. So if you're going to listen to the show, you should play along with us. Yeah. But I think you're going to be doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's what I would suggest. We won't be starting the, uh, you know, the main game in earnest and, you know, until like, I think two weeks after the, you know, the, the, the game is out, which, you know, for normal people is not enough time to beat a 40 hour game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, I agree with Gary. It's not going to be a safe place, but, uh, we will try and be considerate because, you know, uh, we, we like to be sensitive to spoilers and we want to uh, have uh, let everybody have, you know, the same full experience that we have. We don't want to deprive mm-hmm. you of that just because you're listening to a podcast on a, uh, you know, on a uh, bi-monthly basis or semi-monthly right. basis. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what we're doing next. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as other shows you can listen to on the network, um, if you go to duckfeed.tv, there are a whole bunch of them. Um, watch out for fireballs, those damn Ross kids to level, um, check it out comrade. And then some archive shows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which cover video games, some of which, uh, are comedy, but they're all worth your time. Yeah. 
Um, Abject Suffering. Abject Suffering. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Abject Suffering, which I forgot about. Um, I want to make a real quick special mention. Um, I obliquely talked about doing Souls Bowl before, and then it didn't happen because I was out of, uh, out of state. But we are doing it um, a week from when you hear this. Oh. Um, we'll be streaming, um, and we're not. I'm not going to speed run um, because I haven't had enough time to practice. But we are doing a similar thing to last time, but with Demon Souls. Oh wow! So we're going to stream a, a couch cooperative past the controller playthrough of Demon Souls. Cool. Um, which includes at least one person, uh, Nick, who's going to be there who has never played it. <laughs> um, so, and then my friend Tanner may come along, and if so, he's never played any Souls game. Mm-hmm. So people like watching that kind of thing. Yeah. Watch him suffer. Tune <laughs> in, and uh, details will be on the Facebook page. Cool. Segway, segway, segway. Which you should totally check out. That is facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Um, as uh, we, you know, re- uh, as we're in the run up to Dark Souls 2, there are articles and uh, funny videos that people are posting, um, you know, just uh, just about that. Uh, you know, catch the fever is yep. all I will say. And it's kind of funny. Like those funny videos are for you guys because I'm not <laughs> watching them because I don't want to have things spoiled. Like some of them are funny and some of them are just, you know, vatty videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I'm trying to go in fresh, like. It's you know it's it's not a Facebook page for me right now. I, I, I uh, will I will say that I've dipped into them and like they're not spoilery. Uh, like, okay. like like the, like the majority of the ones that I've seen, and like if if I did see one that was spoiler, like like I I didn't say this, so it's weird to say it now. If there was one that was spoilery, I would actually call it out and say, yeah, like maybe if you're trying to go in fresh, don't don't check that out. But uh, yeah. but but so far as you know, as, as long as it's not been like. Uh, direct preview coverage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've I've checked them out, and uh, there's some there are some funny people doing funny work, and mm-hmm. it is being shared by funny people on our Facebook page. Indeed, indeed. Um, if you would like to uh, support the network monetarily, um, you can do duckfeedtv chipjar. Use the uh, Amazon link there, and uh, doesn't uh, cost you anything extra. It is your same uh, Amazon experience that you would otherwise get, and uh, that goes a long way towards helping uh, cover the hosting. Uh, for the network and uh, the hosting for the website, um, all of those kind of things. And um, just in general, I would also say thank you again to our sponsor, uh, Latchkey Kingdom. Once again, that is latchkeykingdom.com for a uh, mm-hmm. great webcomic that you should check out mm-hmm. if you uh, if you like good things. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, in, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, brain bugs and snake people. Like, don't, yep, don't, don't let bugs. the brain bugs snakeify you. Nope. <laughs> no, nope. Eggs. Watch out for eggs. Watch out for hunger. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. (laughs) Watch out for that guy that's giving you the side eye. (laughs)